Here now is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadsden with Florida's Fourth Estate. Hey, good looking. Welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. Glad to have you with us. Newsroom edition as we get ready to take you in to the top movies ever filmed in Florida. We are always surprised when we go to do these lists, Ginger, and I think in this case we found some real true gems. Yeah, real, not even hidden gems. We've already known that they have been you know, made here in Florida, but there's so many. So it was really hard, like, winnowing this list down to, like, maybe five or something. So I know a lot of you will probably dispute why we don't have more on this list. That's we don't correct. have an hour. We yeah. don't. And if we screw this list up, feel free to contact us on social media and with our email that's going to show up on the screen. <laughs> and it's going to be... Uh... Yeah, so we're going to be hearing from people. All right, with that said, let's get started. Stop me if you've heard about a movie. A stripper with a heart of gold. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew you were going to not keep it classy for this episode. Seriously. Takes a younger. I know what you're doing. I'm talking about Magic Mike with Channing Tatum. I recently learned that this movie had sound. Um, so <laughs> it is. Do you know there are going to be three of these things? They've already done two, and the third one is scheduled to come out in 2023, February. It's magic mike's final dance or last dance or something he's like 85 years old and he's dancing with a cane but they have can we move on to the next one already no but they really magic mike look if you are from the tampa bay area you know some of those places if you live anywhere over on that side of town you know uh it's caddies at the beach which is treasure island there are places in ebor city where magic mike was uh filmed. you know all the little strip joints over there don't I did you my research matt i did my research your in-person research <laughs> it's a story for the ages it's a story for the cutting room floor <laughs> That is, of all the movies in Florida, you're picking that for number five? Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Shameful. This is a family show, Ginger. <laughs> and it still is. <laughs> My goodness. All right, this is a true acclaimed movie. Hmm. Stars Jim Carrey. It's in this perfect little Florida town. Highly underrated movie, in my opinion, the Truman Show. Truman Burbank is the main character in this show. He thinks he's got this normal life, like he's just going around like a normal guy, but really he doesn't realize his entire life is a reality show from the time he's a baby to when he's a grown man, gets married, has a wife. Now, the cool part is it was shot in Seaside, Florida, which is this master-planned community yeah. out there. This community is beautiful. If you've ever been to Seaside, right there it's near idyllic. the beach. Yeah, which is why they chose it. They chose it because everything just looks so perfect. Mm -hmm. It looks like a movie set out there. This is on the west coast of Florida. I'm going to tell you the craziest part about the Crewman <laughs> show, though. This I learned just within the past few days. The house that Truman show was filmed in, Truman's home, was owned by none other than the Gates family, a la Matt and Don Gates. That is their home, Ginger. That's Matt Gates' childhood home, his real home. Right there. Yeah. In the Truman Show that they filmed that in. That's insane to me. Shows Max Gates comes from a little money. Just a little bit. You know, no one was knocking on my door to film a, a movie in a shotgun house. 
<laughs> they just weren't. I'm sorry. Apollo 13. Not as much of it as you think would or should have been filmed in Florida. It was actually filmed in Florida, but they used the Titusville area and Merritt Island, of course, for some of the major scenes, but a lot of it was done in Hollywood using the green screen. And some people would say the actual moon landing was a green screen as well, but that's another podcast. That's a way <laughs> different po You're never going to see that podcast. No, you, you won't see it here because it's not true. But what I love about this movie is that Ron Howard directed this thing when he was just 41 years old. He used several members of his own family. He made his own mom audition for <laughs> she had to audition. That's cold yeah, and calculated, she, Ron. She was playing Jim Lovell's mom. It's Tom Hanks, stars as Jim Lovell, who is the commander of Apollo 13. And Jim Lovell was actually in the movie himself, and not playing himself, but playing someone else, which was, I thought, very cool. And the thing about it is, not only was it filmed around, you know, KSC and uh, Merritt Island and, and parts of Titusville, is that Tom Hanks said that Jim Lovell came over while they were pushing buttons or flipping switch switches, and he thought he was going to get reamed, right? And Jim Lovell says, looks good. So it's about as good as it's going to get. Of approval, it's like, let's call it a wrap. So Apollo 13, it's just a cool movie to see, and uh, a lot of it shot in Florida. Well, I think it would have been a real shame, Apollo 13, and you don't at least do some justice to Florida, give Florida a little props because... Really oh my know. gosh. I, the other thing I want to mention about this movie is that Ron Howard did not want to use green screens to do the uh, scenes where they have no gravity. So they use that modified jet, which they call the Vomit Comet, which is, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to do a movie and dialogue Whoa. with gravity. That thing sounds. <laughs> so I can't imagine. Terrific on the Vomit Authentic feel. So. Kudos to him. Yeah, I bet the actors were real thankful. They were real happy that. about that, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Hey, just walk right on by, Ed. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, and Bill freaking Murray all in the same movie in Florida. I'm talking about Caddyshack. You know I'm talking about yes, you right now. 1980, this one was filmed in Davie, Florida. Roger Ebert gave it two and a half stars. This thing was considered a total flop, but ever since then, oh. it has become a cult phenomenon. You will often see inside the Austin house us quoting Bill Murray. So I jump ship in Hong Kong, head on over to Tibet. It was... Uh, there, and by the way, okay, so of course this was about, uh, a it wasn't much of a plot, okay? Let's just say the plot really? of Caddyshack wasn't amazing, but the movie was hilarious. There were a lot of ad-lib scenes. And really what's interesting, Ginger, is this movie has like one of the most beloved people in Hollywood, Bill Murray, mm -hmm. and one of the least liked people in Hollywood, Chevy Chase, who's considered a total <laughs> jerk to work with. Almost any guy can quote a scene or something from Caddyshack. They won't remember your birthday or an anniversary, but they will remember some line from Caddyshack. It's so Fact. good. It's Fact. just such a good movie. There are so many good scenes, and I love the fact that it was done in my beautiful home state of Florida. If I say to you, Matt, 
Say hello to my little friend. Wait a minute. My dog. Oh. That is not how. Say hello to my Say little friend. Say hello to my little friend. You need a little cocaine on your nose. Well, then that's not going to happen. <laughs> of course, are talking about Scarface, which was, uh, a lot of it was filmed in Miami. But again, it's one of those things where it has dual locations. Uh, most of it was filmed in Los Angeles because it was convenient and that's where they have the sound stages, right? But you recognize so many of the places in South Beach. But this is, you know, it's Tony Montana. He comes, he's a Cuban uh, immigrant, comes to the States, and he becomes this crazy drug kingpin. Right. And right. some of it was filmed at the Fountain Blue, which everyone knows. There's this one scene that is just gruesome. Uh, they're dismembering someone with a chainsaw. You know, that building. It's like 728 Ocean Drive, I think. And it recently sold, like when I say recent, a couple of years ago. It's a CVS now. <laughs> is it really? It's a CVS. <laughs> it's, I mean, that movie is known for having a few scenes that just everybody yeah. thinks about. Yeah. The Pile of cocaine, the guy is snorting, the yeah. say hello to my little friend. Yeah, that's the ending. He's just shooting up the place and shooting up everything. If you were to say Crazy. top. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Florida's Fourth Estate. We told you that we had someone really special today, and for the first time ever during this podcast, we are telling you the truth. We <laughs> We're not overselling. Oh Thank you. It's gonna, we're gonna is this the normal intro? <laughs> we always oversell. This is always the beginning. You're the real special. We one. kept saying it until it happened, and yes. now it's happening. Yes. One day, we're going to get something good on this podcast. <laughs> Ladies Carlos, and gentlemen, it's him. He's finally arrived. Carlos Navarro. You might know him if you live in Central Florida as Monsters in the Morning. He's a host on there. Yes, you can tell by that voice yes, into the microphone. Yes, yes. But beyond that, right? An actor in some of my favorite stuff, Walking Dead. Oh my gosh. Now in the Marvel Universe. Oh my goodness. Now you're talking. Now now you're everybody's guy it's when crazy. you enter the Marvel Universe. It's crazy. That is, that is crazy. Do you feel like this is your life or what's happening? It's, what's it is a crazy is life. It's crazy. I manifested these moments out of the deepest, darkest valleys I was ever at. Okay, when you say, people say it all the time, oh, manifest what right? you want, manifest. What are you talking about? Manifest is me sitting in my house, never booking a role, not having anybody in the industry, being a first-generation American, being, Spanish is my first language, and going, my mom going, one day, you're gonna be in the movies. No reason. And in my little head, I just always believed it. No reason. I began to write it down. I took the classes. I started with commercials. I kept believing it. And then one day that manifestation happened because I wholeheartedly believed it with my emotional being. Yeah. And it, but wow. it wasn't just one day. Okay. No. So I want to, I want to go back in time a little bit. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Rewind. Perfect. <laughs> Great sound. Exactly. Effect. He's going to be our sound effect guy. I got anything, guys. <laughs> okay. So we're going to take you back. You were on the Monsters yes. in the Morning. Yes. Right. You decided at some point you were going to start acting. Boom. Back then, you can't act and do the radio at the same time. No way, man. So there must have been some sort of conversation in which, and this is a very, just to set this up, if you're not from Central Florida, if you don't know this, Monsters in the Morning is huge. Gigantic in the morning. Yeah. Very popular show. Uh, it was, I believe it was started by Russ Rollins, right? Absolutely. Russ Rollins himself, his radio dream, my, my buddy, my pal, you would never guess it throughout our history, but yeah, that man had a dream and manifested 
his dream of this massive successful radio show that I've been fortunate to grow with. But yes, at a certain point in time, I was fired from. So you were fired because yeah. you were chasing your dream as an actor. I was a, in my mid-20s. I've been on the show for about 10 years. And the show was in a very drama-filled place. It was a very different time. It was the early 2000s. No social media. And I was going through it. I was a, a pretty bad alcoholic. I was, uh, I was a, a crazy... You see my energy now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would drink and I wild out and I used to get, I got in trouble. And I, and I put the show on the line and I, and I did a lot of stupid things. I never did anything maliciously, right? I, that was the trouble with me, right? I would be this wild guy, but I'm like, man, I kind of like Carlos. He's like nice. Yeah, and yeah. then with the show, I got a little too big for my britches. Mm. Not full so, but then the other side wasn't budging. I rubbed up somebody the wrong way and boop, they fired me about, what, about three months before I was supposed to get married. Wow. Oh, ouch. That hurts. Oh my gosh. So when you say you're saying you weren't malicious, but you were kind of reckless, mm-hmm. everything you did, it was hurting yourself, not anyone else, really. And the others in my ripple effect, right? Mm, yeah. Like my fiance, mm. who the night before I got arrested and embarrassed myself, she's like, you're going to get arrested, Carlos. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was such in a weird place that I wasn't out of that bubble. I went from 17 years old, hired on that radio show, to about 27 in an age when radio was as big as TV. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I didn't know any different, not to use an excuse, but then life goes, boom, and fires me. And life goes, what? Boom, yeah. and you're, uh, you're, you might go to jail for a long time. Wow. Yeah. And then boom, oh, you're losing those houses. Because remember 2007, 8? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that piled on top of <laughs> all oh, the- Oh yeah, t- went bankrupt <laughs> too. Wow. Wow. So this is, a, and you're being told that your dream by Russ Rollins. Russ himself. Said, yeah. you're making a huge mistake yeah. here. He said it on the radio. No, we were on stage, ready? Even oh, bigger than God. this. Oh my God. All right, ready? Yeah. We're on stage at Hard Rock Live. We used to sell out Hard Rock Live with our performances and songs. And he knew I had bigger aspirations. Mm-hmm. And as any boss at that time, and he's himself admitted this was wrong, and I was wrong at times. And we're, that's like my uncle. That's like my family right. now, you know? And he didn't want me to go. He straight up told me, Carlos, I didn't want yeah. you to go. You were a big part of my show. So I, look, I was like, look, this is the biggest thing you'll ever do, Carlos, and you'll never get anything bigger. And we were at Hard I mean, it's oh a pretty God. big stage. Yeah. I mean, oh it's a pretty God. big, we're at yeah. Hard Rock, there's thousands, so I get it. But in my head, I was like, and he, wow. and he was saying it to all of us collectively. He was staring at me. He didn't even remember this, but I remembered it. And I used that as fuel. I was like, this is not going to be the biggest thing. Same day I get fired, I get a call from EA Sports and Fox Studios. Stop it. Same day? Same day. One from EA Sports saying, hey, we hear you're this talk radio person. Not knowing, I, I mean, I had, that hadn't even been announced yet. So in my mind, I haven't had that full withdrawal or that humility yet or that humbleness. Because you just hop right Because then it's the like, next. boom, oh, now you're on EA Sports yeah, and yeah. now you're on Prison Break. Walking Dead, when mm-hmm. is this coming? Oh like, my this is, gosh. This is, I remember watching The Walking Dead because yeah. I am a big fan. Yeah, yeah. And I saw you on it and I was like, is that just a guy who looks like me? <laughs> yeah. Or is it him? It tripped people out yeah. because that was my dream show. Okay, so I dreamed of being on that show. You're talking about manifestation. I would write in a notebook, I will be on The Walking Dead meeting Andrew Lincoln. And my agent's like, you got an audition for The Walking Dead. And I'm like, oh my God. I can remember being back in the back porch, looking at my wife and like, honey, if we book this, it's, it's super startup, you know? It's all. we needed it. Yeah. We, we needed a win. And I went on audition and heard nothing back, oh, right? It's the worst. For five years. What? Five years? No. You, five months? Five years, okay? 
So for five years, <laughs> The Walking Dead kept asking to see me. Different roles. So they kept calling you they back. They kept calling me back. That five but in the acting world, you don't get a call. Hey, Carlos, love that last audition. Do you mind just looking to the right? Ah. No, it's nothing. Yeah. No feedback. And they just go, they want to see me again. So five years in, I'm looking at my daughter, and she's riding her bike. And oh, I get the next gosh. audition, and I'm literally going through the motions. Because I had made a decision, right? If I would have made a choice, either I, and this is a choice. One more audition, and I never audition for The Walking Dead again because yeah. they hate me. Right. I made a decision. I will audition for The Walking Dead until I'm old ass Hispanic man. And then one day I get an email after taking a nap, not even thinking about The Walking Dead from the executive producer, Scott Gimble. Carlos, the executive producer of The Walking Dead would like to see you out of the blue. I'm like, what? The? I called my agent. I'm like, dude, have you ever seen this before? She's booked a bunch of people on The Walking Dead. Yeah. I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me Let me guess. They sent, Carlos, are you good? I got, I'm, I got The Walking Dead on the line. Are you good with motorcycles? I said, yeah. I said, absolutely, I'm yeah, good with motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. She goes, mom, she hangs up. She goes, are you good with motorcycles? I never really <laughs> But I'm calling But I will. Harley <laughs> Davidson, right? I'm like, and then they hang up and they send me an audition. I do it. They send it back. They go, no, 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 no. Are you good with horses? I said, call me Horsey oh Carlos. Yeah. I'm mean, a cowboy yeah. Carlos, you know? Jumping, I, I, I live near Kissimmee. Sometimes I get the oh you know? And my agent hangs up. She goes, are you going? I go, I've never been around a <laughs> so Here start, we go. Here we go. So I do the audition. I don't hear anything back. And I'm like, oh, my God. Then I get a call. I don't know. I'm standing with my wife in the kitchen, oh. eating like a cookie. Like, and I get a call. Uh, you need to be in Atlanta, Georgia tomorrow. You booked a regular uh, recurring role. I'm sending you the script, and you don't know anything about your character other than his name rhymes with your name. Bye. Click. I get it. I'm like, what? <laughs> I go. I check the script. The guy's name is Alvaro. I'm like, Alvaro. Navarro? What are the chances of oh that? Oh, my god. I read the script. I look at my wife. They didn't kill me. I'm alive. I get two episodes. Two episodes. Fast forward two years later where I'm in the rap party. And I'm trying to meet Scott Gimble, the executive producer, the guy that, that wrote me the sent message. Sent you that message, right? yeah. And I'm with Kari, and I'm like, listen, can you introduce him? I got to thank him. I can't believe this guy who thought, you know, whatever. And he's there. He is. He's like dancing. I'm like, he's not even going to know my name. I play one guy. And I'm like, hey, Mr. Gimble goes, who dares trespass on the song? He starts saying my lines. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, <laughs> like that. And he goes, Carlos, thank you so much. for." He gives me a hug. You know, we were waiting forever to find the perfect role for you. And man, we're so glad. I said, wow. I said, wait a second, you knew the whole time? He goes, knew the whole time. That's why we named him Alvaro after Navarro. <laughs> it would be nice if they had yeah, I know. Could you not have seen any years ago? Thanks for watching. We have so much more of this conversation with Carlos Navarro on News 6 Plus, including how he returned to Monsters in the Morning. Just download the News 6 Plus app for free, go to Florida's Fourth Estate, and listen to the full conversation.